Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's July. Can you believe it? We're halfway through 2021. How did this happen? And again, because of plague times, it's like time is also, you know, it's the fastest and the slowest all at the same time. I don't know how that's possible, but true. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to July. And I'm so glad that you're here with us today because today we have a cozy mystery author with us. And anyone who's been listening for a while knows that during the plague, I, I moved to Florida. And our author today is from Florida. So I'm very excited. We were chatting ahead of time. You guys are in for a treat. If you have not read Stephanie Levine's books yet, we are going to introduce you to her. I'll read her bio, and she's got a brand new one out, so I can't wait to talk about it. Anyway, Stephanie Levine has done a bit of everything. After spending years in the New York City film industry and as a professional photographer specializing in underwater portraits, I'm totally going to ask her about that, guys. She eventually settled into her favorite phase of life yet as an urban adventurer and full-time fiction writer. From hopping trains across the U.S. to crewing a sailboat on a transatlantic crossing, from mushing dogs on Canadian dog sleds, and to unwitting hiking Mount Washington, which as a native Floridian is a big deal. I can attest there are not mountains here in Florida. (laughs) She has been lucky enough to have incredible adventures with all kinds of real life characters. She currently lives in her favorite South Florida neighborhood surrounded by palm trees, peacocks, and a few wild kids one wild husband, and a handful of incredible family and neighbors. I did put a link to her website right there on the Blog Talk site, so you can click that anytime and sign up for her newsletter. And she also has romances that she writes under a pen name. They're all there on her website as well. So without any further delay, Stephanie, are you there? I am. Hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm good. How about you? (laughs) Wonderful. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm glad you're here. You have a brand new book out, and I was poking around on Amazon, and Headlines, Deadlines, and Lies is also a super great deal right now for one more day. I think people can get it for 99 cents, right? Yep. And it's a brand new book. It is. uh, Yes, it is a fun little promo we we put in there and uh, it's been doing really well. So yes, get it for 99 cents today. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody about it? Sure. Um, This has been a, this is a very, has been a really fun one for me. All my books are fun to me, but um, I had originally actually written this one with the intention of turning it into a Hallmark mystery TV show. (laughs) So that was sort of where the, original plot and storyline came from and they have a very specific you know you want something that's cozy and um kind of that you can build a fun world and my mom is very is really into genealogy or she was she has been doing it for a long time and I am incredibly behind on learning all those stories but that was (laughs) sort of (laughs) one day I'm like I promise I'll catch up and learn all the cool stuff you've I've done all this research, um, but that ended up being the launching point when I was trying to come up with a new book and having someone similar to me who, who ends up 
having to delve into genealogy thinking, oh, it can't be that hard. You just take a DNA test and then it'll be like, oh, here's, here's all about you. You know, here's everything you need to know, which of course turns out to be not that straightforward because she's trying to write a story about her friend's long lost father, her best friend. And it's just a really fun, I almost say it's like a story about friends and family and these relationships and just these kind of adventures along the way. And then she's a, she works at a newspaper in the Panhandle, so a really fun tourist kind of quaint town, sort of like I live in. And, and so it makes for a really fun, fun escape. And so will this be a series then? Is our heroine going to continue in her journalism career as the books go on? Or It was supposed to, well, it was originally set up to be a series. For right now, I have two other, two or three other series that I'm working on that have sort of co-opted my attention. And for right now, I felt really good about where it ended for me at the time, although one of my readers was emailing me the other day and she's like, you have to write more. I want more in this series. And I said, okay, I'll start writing notes and, and I'll start thinking about it for as soon as I get caught up with the other ones. Cause I have a, like I said, two or three others, two and three, they're ones in my romance and two are in my mystery line. That's why I say it that way. Um, that I'm really excited about and working on and sort of knee deep in. And so once those are over, I may come back to this one, but what I did is this is in, I have this larger world called the Sunshine State, which a series is sort of a larger world series. And then I have it subdivided into um, like little mini series within it. And the Cozy and Crime are standalones as of now that I could later go on and spin out from. So I could make this, but this will be part of a three or four book sort of mini series of standalone amateur sleuth books all set in Florida. Oh, that fun. So do they each have different sleuths or is it the same? Yeah. So in this sort of, again, mini series within the larger world, it's each a different sleuth in a different, oh, sort of okay. a different part of Florida. Yeah. And then the, my other, the other series that I'm working on will be more with the same characters in more of a traditional series format, but sometimes there are characters or locations within the larger world that revisit the other that you know visit the other books and so they may all go to the same bakery or or a detective may show up in some of the the books or you know things like that very cool and it makes sense on paper in my head Well, the other thing I was looking at, too, is that um, this cozy doesn't seem to have, like, a dead body in it. So this is a different kind of sleuthing, right? There's no there's yeah. no dead body that they have to figure out who, who done it. So that was, yeah, that was actually my sort of one of my biggest parameters. With so much going on and the world being so crazy, I was like, can I write a mystery that doesn't have to start with a murder, that doesn't have to start with some cataclysmic event that feels so heavy and of course you know now it's been a little while since I actually wrote the book but I'm like I just want a break I don't want someone to have to think about murder (laughs) right right now the world's insane (laughs) like right so it's been funny after the fact trying to be like no I swear it's still fun and exciting and a mystery but sometimes we just need a break from that it was that's fun too but 
you know, murder's not fun, but you know, yeah. you know reading about it. Right. Um, so yes, completely. You, you, you nailed it. And so, and, and interestingly, I found that like the mysteries the sort of everyday life mysteries, which in, in this book is like the, basically our family secret that, or family histories, I should say, that we sort of soften a narrative that makes more sense. And, but if you deep kind of get into genealogy, there's always these missing links. It's like, wait a second, whose mother was this? Like what happened to this person? And so it actually can be pretty intriguing and scandalous in its own way. Right, right. I was talking to, I've I've had so many authors on during, during this bizarre plague times. And we've all talked about that, you know, reading about dystopia is so much more fun than living through it. (laughs) It's been not fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a reason we, uh, we like to mentally escape. And it's like, but I don't need that happening in real life. Probably the same thing with all with romances, right? You're like, I don't actually want like a motorcycle jerk to come and be mean exactly. to me for you know, however long. <laughs> right. It's fun to read about though. Yeah, yeah. Fun to read. Don't want to live through that. <laughs> now so we know. Are all of your right? Now we know. So are all of your books set in Florida or are some of your series in other places? Um Yeah, so all of my romance, or I should say none of my romance have been set in Florida, Um, even though this this has like a little, this is, my current book, Headlines, Deadlines, and Lies, is a crossover for my, both of my audiences. So it has a little sweet romance, and it also has, obviously, mystery. Um, But all of those, all my romances are in small towns all over. We have one in Colorado, I have one in the Pacific Northwest, and um, in North Carolina, and for my mysteries, my other series is set in Tennessee, but really claims my my Floridianness. You know, I'm I'm from here. I moved away for a long time, and I said it was the worst when I was young, and I've been back for a very long time now. But now I love it. I love it for all its weirdness. I love the temperature <laughs> and the trees, and it. You just have to sort of own you know own who you are and where you're from sometimes. And so I've become really really focused on on Florida like I want to write stories in Florida because it's so weird here in such an interesting way and so yeah all of my books going forward or at this time within this I have a lot of books planned for this the Sunshine State series and then this other um serialized series I'm doing this all in Florida very Florida heavy nice yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, I have yet to write anything set in Florida, but I'm settling in, and it's like I moved into a zoo. One of my friends who lives in Tampa was telling me, she said, Lisa, this is your own personal Jumanji. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the exact right description. I, I mean, every day I'm finding weird, bizarre animals outside. I didn't know armadillos live in Florida, but there is a family of them in the backyard. and. <laughs> Oh, funny weird birds that swim like the Loch Ness oh. monster through the lake. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, the anhingas so. or the cormorants. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Florida is very own strange weird. <laughs> yeah. Now we have iguanas, which aren't native, and I often think that with the birds and the reptiles and just everything, I would think 
if I was visiting, you know, say we were in Hawaii, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, look, it's no water on top of the car. That's so awesome. You know, you'd be so excited. Right. So, but when you live with it, you're like, there's no water on the car. So I really try and, <laughs> and enjoy it because I'm just like, you know what? If I wasn't from here, I would not take this for granted. And I would really appreciate how bizarre or unexpected it is. Right. Or just the birds and, you know, all the things. <laughs> You'd be like, wow. Did you know they have that? Yeah. <laughs> no. Novel, yeah. Every day it's it. like I'm discovering a new strange animal that lives in Florida. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And my, I have a friend who lives between you and I in Jupiter. And I think she she told me one day, she's like, there was a bobcat or it was a wild, I think it was a wild bobcat, but it was a large cat. And she was like, it was in my backyard, which Yeek. I did not expect. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, who knew? Both intrigued and terrified slightly. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so I promised everyone at the beginning, but when I was um, reading through your bio and there's underwater portraits, I, I want to know, I want to know how you... <laughs> How do you come to be taking underwater portraits? Are you doing underwater weddings? What What is that? <laughs> oh gosh, my my one friend. Oh yeah, um, my one friend says he goes only you would come up with this idea and then make a career out of it. And uh, <laughs> it was along my along my journey to becoming a writer. I kept saying I need to be a writer, and then I would take a sharp turn in another direction and like. <laughs> have a full, full on career. And so I did start out in the film industry and then I came back and said, I'm going to be a writer. And during that big soul searching session where I said, I know for a fact, I, I'm ready to be a writer. I sat down and wrote a novel and somewhere, I remember that month, it was, you know, January, new year. Um, after I wrote this novel, then I, I suddenly decided to become an underwater portrait photographer instead um, which is essentially at the time, there are more people doing it now, but at the time there was one company in the UK, like one photographer and her husband was running their stu- their underwater studio. And I thought, that's a brilliant idea. I live in, I'm going to start living in Florida again now. And I will, I will do this. This makes, this makes sense. This seems easier than being a writer, even though I knew I wanted to be a writer. Um, and so most of my work was, well, it started out doing models, like advertisements underwater, which is actually, I really enjoyed that. I have a lot of fun doing that because you're really trying to take one great picture. You know, say it's a jewelry brand and the hair is flowing and it's a close-up. Right. Something like that. Um, but then it tra- it sort of transitioned into um, doing shooting photos of children, portraits of children and families underwater. Most of the time oh my I gosh. started it a second company that was just going to focus on that thinking, Oh, that'd be great. I can do that as well. Well, that completely took over because of course people loved it. (laughs) And uh, I, so they were sort of art, a little bit more artsy, you know, and it's not like the kid necessarily in a bathing suit to swimming, you know, these, they're in clothes and costumes, sometimes with props. (laughs) And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Um, I'm really glad I'm a or I'm a uh, full-time writer now, though, because <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, and I wondered, it, but... <laughs> do you do it in a controlled pool atmosphere, or do you do it in scary Florida water things where there's sharks and stuff? Is it is it safe and controlled, or <laughs> yeah, um, most of, just like I think any good or not not any good photography, but 
basically when you can control the environment, it makes a lot more, it's a lot easier. And especially with children in water, yes, I would do it in a pool with a backdrop and very controlled. And I have assistants. He would sit on the side and, you know, sometimes I would do larger groups and sometimes it would just be one family or one child. Um, so it, definitely in a pool. I have done underwater photo shoots with models like fine art stuff and a little bit of advertising out in the wild, like in Exuma in the Bahamas and stuff. And that is really hard, but fun. No, I <laughs> but bet. <super> hard. Wow. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Um, wow. You're an yeah. adventurer. So, so how was writing during the plague for you? That must have been hard because you weren't out traveling around. How, how did you deal with it? Um, Strangely enough, I'm one of those people who has, if I say loved it, I obviously don't mean the larger scale of a global pandemic and with economic consequences and health consequences. Right. But the whole world slowing down was really nice for me because I just, I just think myself and just all of us, many of us, I should say, just needed a break. You know, we have so much coming at us with media and emails and our life and dishes and laundry, (laughs) your work and just all those things that it's so much. And then you add into that all the places you have to drive or go to. Like, I love grocery shopping in a store. I love it. Like, that's one of my happy places. But I, it's another thing, right? It's another thing you have to fit into your day. And right. And so, yeah, I've, I really, I really appreciated the chance to stop. No, I shouldn't say appreciate the chance to stop, but it hasn't been bad for me. And we have a yard. We live downtown Fort Lauderdale, but we also have a, a decent backyard and just spent a lot of time. I have little kids and I just be like, go run free, be wild. And so, <laughs> and then try and work, which of course was difficult, but um, yeah, I, I've, I've done fairly well, all things considered, during this crazy time because I'm both extroverted and introverted, and so I think someone like me needs that downtime, and we don't always get right. it. So. Right. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that, too. I could be a hermit, or I could be on the stage yeah. in the spotlight. I could do either one, and neither one makes me happy or makes me sad, you know, so, so it's yes. like I've been training for this moment my whole life, but... I will admit it was very hard to concentrate, especially at the beginning, because when the whole world's on fire, you know, I write paranormal romances and I'm like, who cares about this happy ending when the world could end? Um, So I I did have a struggle at the beginning with, you know, where, (laughs) how does this matter? But actually readers were the ones who pulled me through because they're like, we need the books more than ever. So I was like, okay. This is important. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, and that's funny because I, that was one of my biggest struggles actually in becoming basically a professional writer. I always would come back, especially in fiction and be like, how is this important? The world, there's all these things happening in the world that I care about. How is it important to be a fiction writer? You know, that's probably also the inner critic, like self-sabotaging. Right. Like, don't write this book. <laughs> or don't, right. you know, don't, don't take this leap of faith or whatever. But Right. It's true. Especially in these times, you realize, gosh, I just, I need an escape. I need a little bit of joy. 
right? I need some comfort food. I like to make cookies and my I make chocolate chip cookies and I try to make healthy ones. That's like my thing. And my husband would be like, are you baking again? I'm like, I need this. <laughs> I walk out of the room. <laughs> I just need this simple joy. This makes me happy. I will do the dishes after. <laughs> so. Yes. So, so fiction is important. <laughs> It is. It is important for sure. And we kind of touched on it a little bit, but our listeners always like to know what your writing journey looked like. And it sounds like yours was kind of all over the place. But, you know, did you always want to be a writer when you wrote your first book? Did you publish it or did you, you know, go back and put it under the bed and write two more? Or what what did your writing journey look like? Uh, Well, I think like most writers, I mean, I was quote unquote always a writer. You know, I always wrote and you know did lit mag and various things in high school, and I did a lot of writing in college. But I also was a theater and film major. Um, I had a dual major with something a little bit more uh, more intellectual, but also theater and film. Uh, and so when I graduated, of course, I went out into the world and had no idea how to make a living doing what I was right. trained to do. Um, and one day, um, well, I, I always had done stuff in the art, so I knew how to edit videos. I was did videography sort of right out of college on my own and things like that, and eventually I was sort of convinced on a whim to move to New York City, and I did that, and I didn't know anyone aside from my best friend and her boyfriend, and we all moved into a place, and so I figured out how to get started in film, and then I went on to have a career there, working on the production side, which was not exactly maybe what I would have done under other circumstances. And then even though I loved it, it was great. I was great at it. The people I worked with were great. It was, it was a wonderful career, but um, I definitely at some point had that epiphany that it wasn't, I wasn't doing the creative work that I knew I needed to do. I did a bunch of soul searching. And at the end of that, I was like, I need to be a writer. I sat down and wrote a brand new, but of course, I'd written in the past things that I would never, I should not revisit <laughs> ever now. <laughs> but, uh, and I wrote a, uh, a novel. You were and, learning. Okay, this, I, what? You know what? And it's all you have to. I tell everyone all the time, you know, just start because you're going to have to start from the bottom and you're going to get better. It's just, yes. you know, you're it's working. A it. It's um, a craft. It's a craft. You have yeah. to learn. Yeah, any job you go to, you do the same thing. You go in and you don't really know what you're doing, and then you're an expert at whatever that is. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I, even though I'm still learning, of course, our whole lives, but I, I came out of that knowing for sure out of all the options in the world, I could go anywhere, move anywhere, do anything, I was going to be a writer. And that was dot, dot, dot when I at the last minute decided to become a photographer and I went on to do <laughs> underwater <that>. photographer. <laughs> underwater, yeah. And I also did architectural interiors with like interior designers, which I love houses, um, but it's two very random things. And I did that and a lot of sort of graphic design stuff. I ended up getting a lot of clients, even though I'm not, I was not a graphic designer, but I had this business, basically a creative agency. And then eventually I finally was like, I, I'm good at this. I enjoy this, but it's not what I'm meant to do. I need to stop, and I need to start on my path towards being a writer, and I just sort of, you know, cut it. Well, actually, it was a long break for my company because I was so known as a photographer, 
But um, and then I finally secretly started working on books and learning the business of publishing. And that's why I published under pen names and I started in romance and I just started learning without anybody else having to know. I had one good friend who knew and then eventually a couple good friends who knew what I was doing. But um <laughs> and then eventually my husband was like, so I wanna tell you something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and, So this chick on Amazon yeah. is me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, uh, yeah, and uh, all my all my fake pen names and all the like sub niches and it was a like, great experience. And now I realize it's because I sort of have like the two little people, you know, the two little, the angel and devil on your shoulder kind of thing. And one mm-hmm. is the business side who knows how to, to produce books, to, to run a business. And the other side is like the creative writer who's like, but this isn't good enough or, Oh no. And wants to toil over the line or, or something. And <laughs> so they have little conversations with me and the business side, thankfully is like, no, you know what you're doing. You know what has to do. What do you have to do? And and gets me through through it now. So the oh, that's side, cool. You, you can side. be your own business manager. <laughs> you kind of have to be, right? You need somebody else getting you through those. I think all creative people um, struggle with that to some degree. Mm-hmm. Getting over those, getting through those moments. Right. Constantly. Right. Well. <laughs> So so now that we know you have, like, background in film and stuff, you had said that the Headlines, Deadlines, and Lies was written to be a Hallmark Mystery TV show. Is it going to be? Not as of now, but, I again, okay. I, once I was – but, I don't know, I'll let you know when that, uh, when that time comes because, like, maybe it still will be one day because I kind of moved into other things right after that and – haven't haven't made that happen yet, but I still think it'd be a very fun one. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that would be so cool. So keep us posted on that if we need yes. to go watch the Hallmark Channel. Yes, <laughs> I will do. <laughs> so, so before we run out of time, um, I just have one last question for you, and this is about the genealogy. So when you were writing this, did you use your mom for research or did you get on genealogy and did you find secrets and go, hey, oh. how did that come yeah. about? It's it's funny because, yes, I did. I used her in the beginning, but I'm a very, I'm a big research nerd. Like I love to research. And so I very quickly um, got up to speed. I'm not saying that she does not know more than me, but I, I dove pretty deep and it's funny because that's sort of the relationship that ends up being in the book so in some ways I guess it ends up being kind of true to life and all these weird sort of serendipitous synchronistic connections came after after I wrote this book yeah it was crazy like I had a random person text me text me out of the blue one night when I was making dinner asking if I knew their long lost school friend and um I don't know how she got my number. It was, I think it was the wrong number, honestly. And then next thing I know, I'm on the computer helping her find her long lost. We, didn't, <laughs> we have not found her yet. But like, and then the long lost friend was from a family that, that their business is featured in one of my other books, like at their restaurant on Captiva Island, like super random. What? And wow. Yeah. It, it was like, 
all these weird things. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was meant to be. I'm like, I am becoming a genealogy detective. And a lot of people contact my mom now about putting together things. That's not like her business, but you know, she, people say, oh, can you help me figure out this connection? And we've definitely had conversations now where I'll look at it and I'm like, that math doesn't make sense. Someone's lying here. There is a connection and we'll go and I'll I'll start, you know, on a napkin, you know, scribbling out and like, mm-mm, no, she says that this is the dad, but it's one of these people. <laughs> like something happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I think this might end up be some, being something that creeps back into my life or becomes or gets a little foothold in there because it's so funny. I guess uh, art, life, life and art kind of reflecting off of one another, bouncing back and forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. And I love when um, little synchronicities like that come up. That's part of my, that's my favorite part of writing. I keep a little writing magic journal. And when little magical things happen while I write, I jot them down so that when I'm in a boring middle part of a book, I can go, remember this magical thing and <laughs> try and that's re-spark a great it. idea. <laughs> yeah, because it's just really cool when stuff like that happens, you feel like you were meant to write that book, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, I I had moments with this one where I was like, oh, it was a little of a bit, a little bit of a departure from the things I had written and what I was planning to write and other things that were in the works. And then when that stuff happened and and has continued to happen, I'm like, well, maybe, like you said, maybe yeah, I'm supposed to do this, or maybe I'm just drawing that energy now. People are like, oh, <laughs> I I have a genealogical family tree mystery that needs to be solved. Where's Stephanie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's your Putting side it business, there. your side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, before we yeah. before we run out of time, um, how do you like readers to get in touch with you? Just through your website, or are you on social media? How can they find you? Yes, um, you can always go to my website, stephanielevine.com, and all of all of my links are there. You can join my newsletter. I don't send it out often, but I try and make it fun. I try and put videos and things in there, and. Um, following me on any of your favorite online platforms. Amazon is great because they notify you when I have a new book or, of course, book, BookBub or Goodreads or Instagram. I'm trying to get better at that. So any of those places on <laughs> Facebook, um, you will find me. And I will say hello. Perfect. Yeah, well, thanks so much for being here. This was fun, and we'll have to do it again. Yes, I hope so. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.